Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's International Bath Day, Tony. When's the last time you took a bath? Tony Kornheiser, alone or with a neighbor, huh? I don't even want to know the answer to that. Bath, yeah. get out, get baths. Who's got time? You take a shower. You're not a bath guy. You know, yeah. I wouldn't even let Matthew when he was a little kid. I wouldn't let him take a bath. Stand in the yeah. shower. Take a shower. That's get true. out. Go about your business. That's why you're a great dad. That's, That's right. why people Thank don't you understand that. You're a great you dad. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Bradley Beal could get traded. A's fans turn out, and Andy North joins us to preview the U.S. Open. But we begin today with the Las Vegas Golden Knights trouncing Florida 9-3 to win the Stanley Cup in five games. Vegas came into the NHL as an expansion team six years ago. They made the Stanley Cup final in their first year of existence, losing to Washington. They made the playoffs five out of six years, and now they've won. Wilbon, what are your thoughts on what the Golden Knights have achieved in such a short time? Tony, I, I do have some thoughts, and I went to the glasses earlier than you, beat you to the glasses, because I want to get into a terrific piece today on ESPN.com by Greg Wyshynski, who covers the NHL, about, you know, both the completely fearless owner, Bill Foley, and the way George McPhee, who, who we know, the director of operations From there, the who was in the Capitals yep. before, yep. yeah, used yep. the expansion draft and the way they leveraged it to get you know, a team, and it's Vegas-born. And that, 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 that sort of labeling, that sort of branding's important there. And, but also, and it distinguishes it from the Raiders and maybe the A's coming up. But, Tony, the players they got, George McPhee got, by leveraging the draft or using the draft included guys in the game last night, Shea Theodore, William Carrier, Braden McNabb, William Carlson, Jonathan Marchessault. These guys are the guts, the core of the team, and they got that team, and they're still with the team originals from when they lost to the Capitals in their second year of existence, or first year of existence, 2017-18. They're still there. And they built this team in such a way that it was described by some in the league as sort of ruthless. And so I, I watched this series thinking, wow, this is cool to have seen George McPhee operate for a long time in Washington with the Capitals as we did, and to cash it in this way, very impressive. So I'm going to go back to the draft, and I'm going to say that people thought they had a tremendous advantage because of the liberality of the expansion draft. And there was a lot of grumbling by owners whose teams weren't doing all that well that maybe they should change the rules of the draft because Las Vegas came in and they were too good too soon. They did not change the rules. Seattle came in a couple of years ago, and this year got into the playoffs this year very, very quickly. Buffalo, if I'm correct on this, hasn't been in the playoffs in 12 years, so maybe they ought to reapply as an expansion team. I I look at what's happened in the last couple of days. There are two South Florida teams that lost in big-time finals, the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers. They They were trounced. You could tell the better teams right away. They They were eights against ones, Mike. 
And when eights get this far, they get this far on guile, on luck, and on effort. But they don't really have the talent that the ones have. Mike, in the three home games that Vegas won, they won by a score of 21-7. That's a plus 14 differential in goals in a Stanley Cup final. That's outrageous. That's it's outrageous. Yeah. And, and Kachuk, couldn't help, Kachuk couldn't help them one way or the other in that one. It was a no, trouncing, Tony, both with the Heat and with the Panthers. We should, we should mention last night's game briefly and quickly. When, when Aiden Hill made that save, a point-blank save early in the game, and then, like, seconds later... Vegas goes on to get a shorthanded goal to make it one nothing, and a minute and a half later, it's yeah. 2 nothing. Yeah. It's game over. It's game That's over right. at that point. So that was like, wow. If you weren't watching in that segment, you, you missed it. You missed the decisive game that made Vegas the champion. The NBA season is over, but the hot stove is warming up ahead of next week's draft. Your Washington Wizards, Tony, are reportedly exploring the idea of trading right. their star guard, Bradley Beal. Beal's the only player in the league with a full no-trade clause. So he'd have to approve any deal. And the team's new president, Michael Winger, is said to be in close contact with Beal's people. Tony, should your Wizards keep their star, Bradley Beal, or look to rebuild? Yeah. Do you see me smiling? You see me smiling. Yeah. Because you know yeah. how I feel about this. You know I don't I think know. this is a serious question. They should trade him this evening if they could. Because as good a player as you may think he is, they don't win any games with him. The hard part is his contract is the worst contract to absorb in the entire league. It's $250 million with a complete no-trade clause. Let, let's look at yep. Bradley Beal. Ever since John Wall left, and it's been Bradley Beal's team, here's the record. 129 and 179. They made the playoffs once. They were quickly eliminated. Bradley Beal also gets hurt a lot. Bradley Beal lately has missed 86 games in the last three seasons. Look, he averages Ooh. 27 points a game. He'd be a great third option or fourth option on a good team, on a Boston, on a Milwaukee, on a Miami, on the Lakers, of course. But there's no point in the Wizards keeping him because they don't win any games with him. The Wizards lead the league in absurd contracts to guards. <laughs> they gave John Wall an absurd contract. He's out of the league. A good team yeah. like the Clippers said, get out of here. And a bad team like the Rockets said, get out of here. I, you know, Bradley Beal, I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's a high-volume scorer. I'm saying they don't win any games with him. So what's the point? They churn well, that roster why, every year. What's the point? Well, that's why Winger, who's been on the job about a minute and a half, apparently wants yeah. to hit the reset button. And, Tony, here's what I think is going to annoy you in real time because you live there. You don't travel to see other teams. You watch the locals and you watch the. You pay attention to the Wizards. I do, Tony. I do. The name, the only name that you're going to recognize, you're talking about potentially getting back is Tyler Hero. All right, Tyler Hero, who's not as good as Bradley Beal, just isn't. This is an attempt if they do it, and yes, it's more than just reported. They are listening, Tony. It's a reset, hitting the reset button. They're going to get draft picks and spare parts and start over, and that means crawl on the floor for a while. Good. Like, I don't Good. know, Oklahoma City, no. except You're Oklahoma wrong, City has 140 picks and great players. You are? Well, Mike, they're a 35-win team. They're not bad enough to go high in the lottery. They're not True. good enough to make True. the playoffs. They tread water in the same pool every single year. End it. Nobody wants to go see it. They stink. Yeah. I'm moving on. The Oakland A's 
won their seventh straight game last night, their second Speaking straight against stink. Tampa, the best team in baseball. Instead of the usual empty seats in the Oakland Coliseum, there were 28,000 fans last night in what they called a reverse boycott. The A's fans want the team sold and kept locally and not moved to Las Vegas. But yesterday as well, the Nevada Senate voted to authorize $380 million for a baseball stadium to house the A's. Well, on which part is most interesting to you? You're kidding, right? First of all, 28,000 spectators means there were 20,000 empty seats there still. I know that place because I've been going to Warriors games for a long time, and I will take a little detour. If you turn right in the tunnel when you're walking into the dubs, you can walk into Oakland Alameda County Stadium, and there's nobody there. And so last night, 28,000? Are you kidding me? The Cubs and the Red Sox would order a, a, a inquisition, an investigation, right. if they had as little as 28,000 seats on some game. So I, I don't want to hear about that. This is about moving to Vegas. And I like Oakland, and I'm sorry they've lost all their teams. I am. But, Tony, this is about moving to Oakland. And they're going to put a team out there that is competitive, that draws a lot of fans. 28,000 will be a light night. And so that's the big news. Oakland does this. They get teams that win a bunch of games some years, and everybody talks about how great they are and undermanned, and it doesn't mean jack by the time we get to September. So the big news is... I'm going to tell you this, Mike. It's Las Vegas. No, I, I understand that. I, I agree with that. Um, because the state of, Las, of, of Nevada will put up public funds, and the right. state of California, California is not going to do that. That road is gone. Okay, that's yep. exhausted. And so what's yep. going to happen is they're going to move, and, and the state of Nevada just gave them a runway to land on. But here's where you and I disagree. If they got 28,000 people every night, this would not have happened. I watched that last night. That was a made-for-TV event. It was totally calculated. And I think it's moving to a degree. When you see all these people, it seemed like everybody had a sign that said, sell the team. Mike, I know that feeling because of the football team in Washington, because they want the owner to sell. Now, they never threaten to move. They're never going to move the football team. So you feel for the fans in Oakland. Because I do there's feel nothing, for them. There's nothing they can do. Remember they about can go 15 to the or 16 years ago? But the team stinks. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go back 15 to 16 years. When I watched the clip last night and I saw the home whites where athletics is in script across the chest and it's great gold unis. and green piping, great they unis, are the great best. uniforms. They are. Great uniforms. They are. Let's take Nobody a break. sees them. Ever. Coming up, LA Country 000. Club is hosting its first U.S. Open. Who does it set up welfare for? We're going to ask Andy North. We'll also ask him whether he thinks Brooks Kepka can win double-digit majors because Kepka thinks Kepka can win double-digit Rob majors. Manfred has not said, we won't let you move, the way Paul Tagliabue said to New Orleans, we won't let you move. He hasn't done it. He's blessed this. Yeah. He said it would move. be sad. It would be sad, but it's inevitable. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona, part of Happy Hour. The U.S. Open tees off tomorrow at L.A. Country Club, which is where we find our friend Andy North. I was surprised, Andy, to learn that Los Angeles Country Club is hosting this for the first time. I would have thought they'd done it a few times before. You won two U.S. Opens. You have played this course. How would you describe the course? Well, I think it's really a wonderful test of golf. It's something that's a little bit different than the players normally see. Uh, it's got some huge fairways, which you don't see in the U.S. Open very often, but there's, there's a lot of slope. Uh, it's, it's really a second-shot golf course. There's some really teeny little greens, and there's some bigger greens with some really awkward spots in it. I think you're going to see some really cool stuff this week. You might see some, some bad stuff, too. If you hit it sideways here a little bit and get it in the junk, you can see some double and triples. So I think watching on TV, it's going to be a great watch. Well, Andy, it sounds like uh, listening to all the coverage that players are obsessively trying to get in practice rounds and, and staying at the range extra time because they haven't seen it. A lot of them haven't played it. Who does this, who does this set up and course set up well for? Well, I think, first of all, you always have to think about the guys who are our best players, you know, from Rahm and, Sh and Scheffler and, and Kepka and, and Rory, that group of guys. You surely always have to talk about them. But I think you take a guy like a Cantlay, who's obviously a great player, but he played here a lot. A UCLA guy just right down the street. Max Homa, who lived in this area, he's won a bunch of tournaments in California. He won at Riviera early in the year. I mean, here's the... The, those guys understand this. They understand getting around in this area. Sometimes that's a big factor, but it's a golf course that the players are really trying to play. A lot of practice rounds on. It's going to take a while to figure this one out, and it's going to be a wonderful test. As long as we're talking about best players, we've got to add, since it's a major, Brooks Kepka, who said yesterday he believes yeah. he can win double-digit majors. Andy, you know how hard it is to win majors firsthand. Does that sound reasonable to you? Uh, you know what? Of all the players who are currently playing, I think he'll end up with the most major championships. I, I think he's an absolute killer when it comes to a major. Most, I, I'd say probably 75% of the players in this field, when you get to a major championship, their game maybe goes down a little bit. It's not as good as it is on the weekly, the normal weekly tournaments. Kepka comes to a major, his game gets better, very much like you saw Nicholas, very much like you saw Tiger Woods. They could play at this level as well as anybody, and Kepka's one of those guys. He loves come to majors. He loves people complaining about how hard it is. He loves the chaos that's around the, the tournament. Uh, he's going to win a bunch more, I think, before he's done. Andy, I'll give you another guy whose game goes up in majors, and that's John Rahm. 
And John Rahm just yesterday yeah. talked about the fact that he felt some of the PGA Tour guys felt betrayed at what had happened. I'm going to go back to when you played on the tour, because the PGA Tour is the players more than anything else. If you woke up one morning and you found out they'd made a deal and they hadn't consulted you at all, much like John Rahm, how would you feel? Well, I think, you know, this was a situation going back to last Tuesday that uh, the negotiations and the discussions had to be kept quiet. Uh, as a player, yes, you would have liked to have understood what was going on, but it's so sensitive and, and they still don't have any idea what the final product is going to look like. Uh, there's going to be a lot of work to be done over the next weeks and maybe months. So I, I think the players understand that. It was just kind of a shock when they heard and they didn't have any idea what was happening. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Wilbon and I debate this all the time. Mike believes that the most overblown story in golf is the sort of PGA Tour players versus the live tour players. You are among the players. Do you believe that's overblown or do you think it is a legitimate story given the, the fracture between the two tours? I, th I think that there may be a few players that there's some animosity, but once you get out here, you're competing against guys. You, you love to play against the best, and I think that's the bottom line. You get to major championship. It's nice to see all the best players here. Uh, you know, we saw how well Kepka has obviously paid, played the first two majors of the year. You love to see those guys here and compete, and, and I guarantee you John Rahm would tell you he loves to see them here so he can try to beat them, and that's what it's all about, the best trying to beat the best. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for helping Thanks, us. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Guys, anytime. Thanks a lot. Let's take one last break, but still to come. The Yankees light up Max Scherzer. What's wrong with the warrior god? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And why is Mike Trout struggling so much over the last month? We seem to Hold ask on, that have you played, every year. Have you played L.A.? Have you played L.A.? Yes, twice. Yes, I have. What'd you think? Yes, I How'd have. How'd you do? Did you break a heart? Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. And the interruption is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 62nd birthday, Sam Perkins. Big Smooth gets lost in the shadow of Michael Jordan. They were teammates at North Carolina. They were on the 1982 team that won the NCAAs over Georgetown, thanks to a jump shot by Jordan. 
In the NBA, Perkins got to the finals with the Lakers in 1991 and with Seattle in 1996. Both teams lost to Jordan's Bulls. Perkins was on the gold medal Olympic basketball team in 1984, a team headlined by Jordan. Perkins played 17 years in the NBA for four different teams after being the fourth overall pick by Dallas in 1984. Averaged 11.9 points and six rebounds. That UNC team with Perkins, Jordan, and James Worthy, that team had massive star power. It was such a great team, Tony. But you didn't mention, even though we saw it in the highlights, Jordan switching hands. Game one of the finals, a spectacular move because he thought his friend Sam Perkins was going to go up to block the shot. That's why he switched hands. Perkins never got off the ground, to my recollection. Anchor, cement. But it's it's not Jordan's birthday. It's Perkins' birthday. Spectacular move. Happy anniversary, Greg Maddox. On this day 23 years ago, Maddox recorded his 387th putout breaking Jack Morris's career record for a pitcher. Maddox finished his 23 seasons with 546 putouts, a record that still stands. With his renowned control and the late movement of his sinker, Maddox was arguably the greatest ground ball pitcher ever. In a shutout of the Yankees in the 1996 World Series, Maddox allowed one fly ball and 18 ground balls, earning 19 ground ball outs when Wade Boggs hit into a double play. Maddox stands eighth all-time in victories with 355. That's one more than Roger Clemens. And since Warren Spahn retired 58 years ago, Maddox has the most wins. Tony, and despite all that greatness, and you are right, he's in the short conversation of greatest pitchers of all time. He's the second best pitcher to wear number 31 in Chicago. Second best. You want to know, you want to tell me who the best is? You tell me, Mike, because I know you want to. Ferguson Arthur. Of course Jenkins. it's Ferguson Thank you very Jenkins. much. Of course it is. And by the way, nobody will win 300 again, let alone 355. No, no, no they won't. 300. Unbelievable, man. Having trails to a save for Devin Williams for the first time all season. The Brewers and their all-star closer got beat last night on a walk-off two-run homer by Carlos Correa, 7-5. It was Correa's first walk-off homer ever in the regular season, though he has two famous ones in the playoffs. Like before, Correa pointed to his wrist after the homer to signify, it's my time. Williams hadn't blown a save all season, had allowed only one run in 21 and two-thirds innings. Williams took the mound with a 5-3 lead over the Twins, and it unraveled completely. Having yielded a home run earlier in the inning to Michael A. Taylor, it was the first time in his five-year career that Williams gave up two homers in a game. Don't point to your wrist. Doesn't that belong to Dame Lillard? Wasn't he doing that years ago when he threw Harden and Westbrook out of the playoffs with great deep shots to a point to his wrist for Dame time? It's too derivative. Mm. Get something else. Really? Yeah. You like when Dame does it? Because, I mean, I don't like yes. when anybody does it. But yes, if I like Dame when somebody does, like does it, Dame I don't does. like when everybody does it. Let's go You're to right. the big fish. Dame. Dame did it. The PGA Tour says Commissioner Jay Monahan is recuperating from what is called a medical situation. Your thoughts? He has stepped away from his duties until he recovers, and we hope he recovers quickly and completely. Max Scherzer gave up six earned and three in the third in the loss to the Yanks. What's wrong with your boy? I don't know. I mean, he's 38. Verlander goes tonight. He's 40. You know, we say it a lot here. Not everybody is Tom Brady. Not everybody. That's right. Mike Trout is batting 208 over his last 33 games. What's wrong with your boy? He had a long slump last year, but he came out of it back-related probably, but it wasn't this long. Uh. 
Joe Burrow says Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and there's no argument. You want to argue? No, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football. I think he's an all-timer, but if I had to go with the next guy, it might well be Burrow, right? Burrow's really good. Maybe. Last maybe. one, Miguel Cabrera hit his first home run of the season this afternoon. Is that significant? Yeah, I guess so, because I thought he had retired. And this is his last season oh. before he retires. Last I forgot. Year. I thought he was gone now. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Happy birthday tomorrow to the captain. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. Cabrera, one of the underrated players ever, ever in baseball. Except you thought he had now, retired. You didn't even know he was still playing. Thought he was gone. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.